what's up everybody i am going to be so careful today because my setup that i've got going on right now with my desk is like chaotic so if you hear a loud crash i'm gonna have to edit it honestly because um i've got a really delicate setup here with my mic um but i wanted to record and i wanted to check in with you guys and tell you what's been going on because so much has been happening and some good, some bad. Like I just want to be honest with you guys. And I really, I'm going to be sharing a lot of stuff, not to like take it too serious, but I'm going to be sharing a lot of stuff about like fears of mine. And I want to make sure that when I'm saying these things, I am not offending anyone. So please, like if anything that I say comes across in any way that sounds like offensive, I am 100% not intending it um, to be. So but I want to make sure that I move forward in a way that I'm not offending anyone. Okay, so just wanted to get that disclaimer out of the way and like trigger warning for some of this stuff. But not at first, I'm gonna start with the easy stuff, the fun stuff first, which maybe uh, I'll bring back something fun at the end. I'll like wrap it up on a happy note, but I'll start with a happy note and tell you, especially if you listened to last week's episode about investing in yourself. So I took it a step further because I've been investing in myself, right? I told you about how I've been putting money into myself and really like putting my money where my mouth is. So the podcast that I listen to and I reference it on here all the time, it's Manifestation Babe. Catherine, she does these courses and she has a lot of like money block um, courses and things that she does. And usually they're, I mean, they're kind of expensive. It's, I would say like 150 bucks would be pretty normal, right? And it's not really expensive when you realize what you get after, but you know, when you're living the single mom life or you're someone who's kind of pinching pennies anyway, coming off $150 seems like a lot, right? But I was ready to pay it because I've seen the results. Like I told y'all, the, I've, I've seen it enough times to where even me who has so much resistance and that's what when I took the manifestation type quiz I was like the resistant manifester even me with all of that can still tell you like the more you put into yourself especially financially because what you put in you get out right so like putting in all these other things are really good but if you want to manifest money the key is to put in money, right? And show the universe, like I'm serious. And I'll give you an example. This is, I don't know why this story just came to my head, but I feel like this is a good example of it. There's a guy that I serve, I'm a bartender and he comes up to my bar and he's an older guy. He's like 70 years old. And he says that he's a millionaire, which I mean, I believe because I've, you know, what I, I haven't seen his banks, right? But seen a lot of people talk about him. There's newspaper clippings. He sold this like crazy system. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He says he's got a bunch of money and he keeps trying to give me the money. And he's like, I can take care of you. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to do it. You know, thanks, but no thanks. And every time he leaves, because he can tip me, right? Every time he leaves, he's like, you, you don't understand. I got all this money. But then he only gives me like five bucks. And I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? But then he, he kept doing it every time he'd come in and he'd leave me five bucks. So then finally, one day I was going to turn around to him. And obviously I didn't because I was like, you know, why am I going to pick a fight with a fucking 70 year old man? But whatever. But I was going to say, like the next time I see him, I'm going to say, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Like, if you got all this money and you're trying to give it to me, write it on the check line, you know, <laughs> write it on the tip line. Like, if you say that you got it, 
prove it. And that's how I feel like the universe with me telling them, like, I trust you, you know, I trust money, money goes out, money comes in, but I'm still kind of holding on to it a little bit when it comes to myself and investing in myself, investing in uh, non-tangible things. You get what I'm saying? And when I invest in other people, it feels safe. When I invest in like physical items, it feels safe. But when I was investing in myself, because one of my biggest struggles has been inconsistency. When I, every time I thought about investing myself, it felt like it was a gamble and a gamble that I wasn't really willing to take. And I'm like, if I won't even bet on myself, why would anyone else? Right. So then I started the journey of like, I'm going to prove it to my fucking self. And all of this has been going on leading up to this, the investing in yourself uh, moment that I had when I was listening to the Manifestation Bay podcast. And she said, you know, I've got this course, it's melting money blocks away or something. And I was like, it's done. It was an ad. And I was like, it's done. I don't even know how much it's going to be. I was assuming like 150 bucks. And I was like, whatever, you know, like I said, every time I put in, I get back. So, and this is going to be a huge one, right? Because it's specifically about money blocks. So I was like, done. And then when the commercial before it was over, she said it was $55. And I was like, oh my God, that's nothing. Like, of course I'm doing it. And I don't know if it's still available. I feel kind of like a tease, but she has a lot of them and she has courses and things that you can sign up for. And there are other people that you can work with and invest in, you know, like a money coach or things like that. Um, But she did have it available and she's probably still going to have it available. It might not be as cheap, but honestly, I'm going to read you a list of things that happened because I knew shit was going to start getting weird, right? As soon as I opened my eyes, because it's like this guided meditation that she does, um, it's online and it's like a course, right? So it's not live, but you do these, I think there's two 20 minute meditations and starting at the beginning, she, she kind of programs this stuff into your head and then you think of this example and you work through it. And then by the end of it, like I'm telling you, when I opened my eyes, I was like, something has changed. Like she changed something in my brain <laughs> and it was wild. So I wrote down a list because that day, that day I got a Facebook. I had listed a bunch of shit at least six months ago on Facebook that were like old baby clothes. Cause I was trying to, you know, make space and do all these things. So someone found one, it was like a $10 jacket. And normally I would have been like, no, you know, whatever, 10 bucks is not worth it. But I was like, no, the universe is trying to give me money, right? Like, this is one of the things, some six month old Facebook ad just got uh, a click, like that's random. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I had a second one, I was going to try to sell them. It was the same size and they're like, no, we're good. So I brought it to them. I was like, whatever, I need to get rid of it. If you want it, you can have it for free. And then just shit started rolling, okay? So that woman messaged me back almost immediately after I left and gave her husband the extra, because I met up with her husband, gave her husband the extra coat. When I left, she was like, oh my God, I didn't see this listing for the crib that you had. And it was like 40 bucks. And she was like, I want that too. And if you have the rocker, which I'd already sold that, but she was trying to just buy up all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, I see you, universe. I was like, okay, yeah, done, 40 bucks. And then I think it was the next day I went into work and this man comes in. I'd waited on a couple of times, but he comes in and he was asking for two of the other bartenders that work there. He was like, is this one here? I was like, no. He was like, is this one here? I was like, no, sorry. It's just me. And he was like, dang, I'm looking for someone to be in a commercial for me. And it pays a hundred dollars. And I was like, 
it's so funny that you say this because I'm an actress. And I was thinking like in that moment, it was something that was so uncomfortable. It was not something I wanted to do. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable being on camera, but also I'm trying to manifest like being, you know, on social platforms and things like that. So I was like, you know, I need to be comfortable. This is a good place to start. And technically, if I'm manifesting being a paid actress, that's what this is. Because I remembered I did an interview on here with Irene White from Superstore. She's Carol from Superstore. And I loved her so much. Um, but one of the things that she was talking to me was we were talking about early in her career, I asked what her first like acting role was. And she said that, you know, technically when you get paid and you're getting paid for acting, you're a paid actor. So that's what I said. And I thought about it. Like if I said that to anyone, they would be like, that's so fucking cringe. But honestly, who gives a shit about being cringe? Literally, like I've, I've decided that you can't become successful if you don't just like gross yourself out basically. Um, and think, cause when you think about what other people are going to say, does that matter more than you getting to the level that you want to be in and the level that I want to be on I told the universe, I want to work on camera for money, right? So it presents me with an opportunity. The way I manifest, I feel like if I tell the universe, like if I interact with it, I'm telling the universe, yes, more of this. Just like the algorithm on TikTok, if you engage with a video versus just swiping by, like if you swipe by a really funny video and it was in your niche of humor and you're like, oh, that's hilarious. And then you swipe through the algorithm thinks that you didn't care, didn't like it, you didn't engage with me, didn't comment, you didn't do any of the things. So when this opportunity came up, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is in line with what I want to do, right? And it's not necessarily exactly what I want to do, but I've got to start somewhere. And why wouldn't I start with this free? It was just a random hundred dollars that I was going to use to go towards this trip because I was manifesting. That was the thing. I was manifesting money for this trip, South Carolina, right? And then the, the guy comes in and he said it was for the next day. So I went in, it was like a used car commercial. And I was like, oh my God, I hate it. And I never want to see it, but thanks for a hundred bucks in like 10 minutes, bro. Like that's the way you got to look at it. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'll do whatever. So not, not whatever you guys fucking know what I'm saying. Okay. So that day that the guy comes in and asked me about the commercial, I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. He walks out and he comes back in. He's like, I got to grab something. Hold on a second. And I looked over to my other regular and I was like, this is so crazy. I asked the universe to give me money in like new ways. Right. And I did the block thing, but I was like, the universe is trying to give me money. And it's so crazy. It will get it to me in the most random ways. And my regular was like, is that right? And then he, I walked to the back and when I come back, he reaches out and grabs my hand slaps my hand and gives me $150 in cash. Just randomly. That's $250 before I've even walked in to open the restaurant that I'm working at. You know what I mean? Like, I guess we were open, but you know what I'm saying? Like before I made any dollars, this was like first thing in the morning, $250 right there. And I'm like, all right, like this shit's starting to get wild, right? And then um, I wrote down that I made like well, anyway, I, I made a lot of money um, in the three days that I worked. However, in the midst of all this, this is where the bad news comes in. In the midst of all of this, I hurt my knee. And honestly, I was just hoping, I, I thought for sure if I ignored it, that it would go away. 
and it did not. So it's teaching me a lot. Um, it's helping me work through a lot. And one of the things when I, I, I worked those three days, like busted ass, I waited tables with a cane because my knee was hurting so like I tried to go to the doctor and I couldn't get someone to pick up the tip. Like we couldn't get switched over and I was just working beyond what I should have done. But honestly, it probably wasn't even that bad, except that when I went to my yoga class, it was, so I heard it on like a Monday. It was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I was like, oh, this, I think I heard it. I don't think I need to teach yoga. So I did it anyway, <laughs> of course. And then it was kind of fine. Worked, it kind of starts hurting it's getting worse. And then that next Monday is a week later. Um, I texted my boss at the gym. I was like, I really don't think I need to teach this class. And she was like, oh, well you had, you know, you had 10 last week you showed up and like, we just kind of had to send them home. And I was like, okay. So I did it and I pushed beyond what I wanted to do and what my body was telling me I needed to do because I felt pressure to like people please. And of course it got worse. Like it got worse. So then I ended up having to go to the doctor because the amount of pain that I was in y'all. <laughs> okay. Because I told you like Martin Luther King Jr. So it had been like 11 days by the time I finally went to the doctor, but I had worked those three days. I was busting ass. I was pushing way beyond what I should have been doing. And by the way, my, it's my right knee. My left knee was my bad knee. My right knee was my good knee. And now it's hurt. So like I have nowhere to displace my weight and this is the same injury it's the same injury it's a meniscus um, injury and when I went I was telling my friend I didn't want to go because I have so much trauma with fucking hospitals and truly this is like PTSD coming up for me because I'm sure I've told the story on here before but my birth story was horrifying and I have a long history of going to the doctor and telling them what's wrong with me and them telling me that that's not true essentially <laughs> like I mean and I could think of examples the other day when I was talking to my friend about it I could think of just one example after the other of me telling them like before I was giving birth I kept saying I think something's wrong I think something's wrong no one will listen to me and then me and my kid almost died in childbirth so like big trauma right <clears throat> and just all kind of surgeries that I've had like going to doctors and having all these things done these x-rays and things done and not having um answers afterwards and just being left with a shit ton of debt and no answers like no nothing no treatment no nothing now I'm in chronic pain and I've spent thousands of dollars that I'm gonna get nothing back from you know like it's <clears throat> it's its own very specific type of trauma that I'm dealing with and I'm sure that there are other people and I know, actually, I know that there are other people because this show, I don't know if y'all have ever watched it. It's called New Amsterdam. It showed up on Netflix and it was in like the top 10. So I was like, whatever, I'm fucking home now, you know, so I'm watching it. And it's kind of Grey's Anatomy vibe. Like it's kind of a guilty pleasure show, but it's about this doctor and it's based on true story um, about Bellevue, but it's about this hospital and they're trying to basically change the healthcare system because it's so broken, but they give all of these examples of you know what happens to people without insurance and how people try to like ration medicine and it's just bringing up all of this stuff inside of me so I called my friend one day because I had had I had a panic attack um 
when I drove home from work, the last shift that I worked, I came home. And when I got home, I was in so much pain that it sent me into a panic attack. And I didn't know what was happening, but like my fingers started going numb. The right side of my face started going numb. I thought I was having like a heart attack or a stroke or something. I was terrified. And the pain was just overwhelming. And if you know, if you've had an injury, especially if you have chronic pain, you know that it's this like special type of torture that puts your brain into the space of like, you feel unsafe. Nothing is okay. Like nothing is okay. You feel like everything outside of you is trying to kill you, like actively working to like bring you down. Right. And it was traumatizing. And I, I kept worrying because I was like, you know, I keep my biggest fear was I'm a, I work in a bar. Like I, I have to walk to work. I don't have another plan. Right. And that's something that I'm manifesting, but I don't know what that looks like yet. So for this to come up after I'm making all this progress and making all this money, I booked the trip. I booked my Airbnb to South Carolina and it was going to be this huge, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast last week, that it was going to like, that's where my ancestors, when they came over from Germany and um, Scotland and all those places, France, they came over and landed in South Carolina. So I was like, this is the same, like the first time I'm putting my feet in the ocean, you know, this huge deal for me. And I said, nothing could stop me, you know? And then the universe laughed in my face and was like, yeah, good luck driving 20 hours. You can't even drive 20 minutes. Like, so I'm stuck. And thank God I had the money. I was able to get a refund on my South Carolina Airbnb. Um, and I had made all this money for the trip. So I was like, you know, now I've got a little bit of padding, but it's still so frustrating because I felt like every time, you know, it's this cycle again of me like gaining momentum. And then it seems like right as I'm about to like break through something slams into me and an injury is really like, it really flares up my PTSD because after my childbirth, whatever, horrifying incident, um, there was an issue because they also cut my bladder on accident. So like, whatever, but my bladder like ruptured during, um, surgery and they had to give give me surgery on that. They had to put in a catheter for like a week. I went back and it's this whole thing. Like, it's really this, it's too long winded for me to even tell you but basically I went back and tried to get my catheter out and they were like, sorry, we can't do it. And I called my mom, who's a nurse. And she's like, you're going, you're going to get an infection. Like go back in there and demand that they take this out. And it's just all of those times are coming up of like me feeling like no doctor is going to listen to me. And if I do fully explain what's wrong with me and all the symptoms I'm having, I feel like they're going to think that I'm a crazy person or that I'm a hypochondriac. And so with this last injury, coming back to that, I have a friend who I called that morning, the morning that I went to the hospital and I was like, last night I had a panic attack so bad. My fingers went numb. Like, I don't know what to fucking do. And I'm just pouring all of this stuff out. Like you can hear the panic in my voice. And she was getting up like out of bed. She's like, what, what time's your fucking appointment? Like I'm coming, just hold on a second. So she came with me, she drove with me. And this is also the first time I'm using Obamacare because I don't have health insurance anymore because my, I used to have it through my husband, ex-husband. I call my ex-husband, but technically we were still married on paper because I need fucking insurance. 
but now he doesn't have that so whatever um but I was supposed to have insurance through him and then when he lost his job I lost it and I got Obamacare and that has brought up a lot of fear for me because I know what it's like like when you have private insurance versus Obamacare I know how they treat patients who don't have private insurance and the lack of options that you have with like Obamacare or with subpar insurance you know and you still like I'm still paying and anyway this was this is all triggering my like it's my INFJ personality like my Myers-Briggs my advocate where it's like it doesn't fucking make sense that people in 2023 in the United fucking state like we're supposed to be the leaders of all this shit but we can't even get people treated without sending them into debt and I ignore so many of my physical ailments because I'm worried about spending the money on it like and and it's not because I'm like oh well I'm nervous about whatever it's like I can't how am I supposed to have a surgery because then I can't work for six weeks do you know what that would do to me like single mothers you know what I mean like look at the people like anyway I get emotional as I talk about it right now and it's like it brings up all of these things for me and I want to change the system right but it feels so hopeless it feels so hopeless and I know like anyone who has chronic pain or disabilities like you have my full fucking sympathy I had a friend who she's one of my best friends her mom was told by a doctor you cannot work like ever again she was a nurse you cannot work ever again so she had to be put on disability but when she applied for disability they denied her like what what and then they got her addicted to pain pills like the system is fucked and they don't care about people you know and you have to advocate so much for yourself and that's already so difficult for me so going into a hospital the idea of going into a hospital or it really it was a doctor and then I had to be referred to refer me to the ER but I was just going to a clinic to be like hey something's got to give uh, what do I need to do to still like go back to work immediately? Right. But I was sobbing in pain and she was like, there's something wrong. You need to go to the ER. Um, and luckily my friend was there with me, but you know, she was like, I'm a, a medical advocate. Like this is what I, or patient advocate this is what I do. Like she's in the medical field, you know, and she's like, this is my whole thing is like calling people and basically annoying them until they give in and do the thing that the patient needs. Right. So I'm like, this is perfect because that's my weakest point. Like, I'm so bad at that. And she's like, I got you. So she comes with me. We went to the ER. We did all the things. And when it was over, it was just a shit show. The whole thing was a shit show. And again, got nothing done. Um, Well, that's not true. I did get, they gave me an immobilizer and crutches. So at least I'm off of, you know, I'm not putting my weight on it now, but we tried to schedule an MRI and it was just back and forth. They're like, we, they're not even in network with us. And we're like, this, this, the ER literally just sent us here. And by the end of it, my friend whose job it is to do this was like, I have never experienced anything like this in my fucking life. Like, why is this so difficult? And I was like, I'm telling you, like, I don't know what trauma I need to clear to get this out. But like, it is, it is one of the biggest issues in my life and living with chronic pain is not a life like not a life it's not a life you can't how am I supposed to get out of fight or flight if 
I'm just constantly in pain all the time. You know, like it doesn't make sense. And then I'm having, because PTSD and my OCD, right there, they work together in unison to create this terrifying story of all the possible things that could go wrong. So I'm like, okay, I'm really confused because I had just made all this progress. Like, why is everything crumbling right now? This is not the way it was supposed to be. Like I was supposed to be going on this fucking trip and we're doing the things and I'm meeting the people and I'm getting in the room. Like now I can't do anything. I can't even go for a walk. I can't do yoga. So like I can't teach yoga, obviously, but I can't do yoga. I can't go for a walk. Like I'm just stuck here with my feelings. And basically I can't run away from my thoughts or my feelings literally, or like mentally there is no escape. I've had to be away from my kid because I can't, I can't even drive, you know, like, so I feel like I'm just here being worthless. It's triggering like eating disorder. It's triggering all of these things that I feel like there's no escape from. And I really thought I was losing my fucking mind. And when I went, I did get a prescription. It's not like a crazy painkiller and I'm not taking, I try to, I haven't taken one this morning either. I try to like wait a little bit, but when the pain gets unbearable and I take one of the pills that they gave me, um, it's like, it takes off that kind of like static, you know what I'm saying? Of just like the loud noise that everything is going to kill you, you know, like, oh, okay. I can relax. Like my body's not in pain anymore. Okay. Like, I mean, it's still in pain, you know, it's not like as unbearable because when they asked me, when I went to the doctor and they were like, rate your pain one to 10. I was like, I mean, it's not childbirth, but like, it's just about as fun as childbirth was <laughs> like, cause this was like 11 days, right? This like two weeks. I've been not getting better, but it's getting worse. And it was just not like, I thought for sure. I, like I said, I thought it would go away, you know, that it would be fine, but it was just getting worse and worse. And it's bringing up a lot of things that I come to you with no answers. Like I don't have any answers. All I have is like my sympathy and empathy and like love that I'm sending to anyone who's going through something similar um but I look I told you I told you I was gonna wrap it up with something nice didn't I okay so let me tell you something so my snapchat flashbacks I don't know if anyone has snapchat but your memories come back for like a year ago two years ago whatever and let me tell you it's something about Aquarius season, especially but at the end of Capricorn and then through Aquarius season, my astrology chart is just greatly affected. And I didn't realize that that's what it was, but I was looking through my flashbacks and it was like three years ago, crazy shit, two years ago, crazy shit, one year ago, crazy shit. And it was just like manic over the same months and weeks and days over years and I was like all right something like <laughs> something's going on I was like duh okay I looked at my chart and it made sense but I was like okay one year ago popped up today and it was the memory of like right after or right before I was about to get fired from my last serving job and it was something that really I'm telling you you can go back and listen to my podcast from like a year ago in February um I think I waited a long time to post actually, because I was like, I don't really know um, what I'm supposed to like tell people, but I was pissed about my job and I didn't want to like put them on blast. I didn't want to get, I'm so afraid of being sued by businesses or like people attacking me because I, you know, I don't know speak up for myself. Um, but 
I, I was nervous about it. And like that, that was the first time I didn't have a job. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to pay rent? And I look to that time period now as a time where like, I made it fucking happen, bro. And it didn't seem like it was going to, but I kept the faith because something in me was like, you are doing all of the things that you're supposed to be doing. Like it can't go any other way. This is how it's supposed to be. It looks like it's falling apart, but it's fine. Like it's fine. And I remember telling my family, like my mom, I was like, yes, I don't have a job. And all of these things seem like they're going wrong, but like, this is the happiest I've ever been. And that, let me tell you, that's not, that's not my experience necessarily right now. But I think this is just the scary part. Like it's going to be fine. My knee is going to be taken care of, right? Like it's, I'm going to make sure that I advocate for myself and that we handle things the way that they need to be handled, right? I'm not going to be homeless because I kept having that fear and I talked myself down off the ledge. That's the thing was I was like talking myself off the ledge, but it just kept coming back and back and stronger every time. And I was like, yo, I can't fight this mentally anymore. Like I can't stay positive, but I kept thinking like, okay, what's your worst fear about if you have an injury and you can't work, what's your worst fear? Like, uh, uh, my kid and I being homeless. And it was like, okay, So you feel like you're one shift away from being broke and homeless, right? And your kid's starving. I want you to really think about it. Like, is that a fact or a feeling? It's a feeling, right? So think about the facts. If you were to lose your job or whatever, think about all the things that would have to happen in between that and you dying of starvation, really think about it. Think about all the friends that you have, all the family that you have. Even if you just stayed with one friend for a week, you would still have like six weeks before, you know, like it didn't make, it didn't make sense. And I had to put a little bit of space in between there. Like, I know it feels very urgent and it feels like you will die immediately, but you will not, like, it will be okay. You will handle it. We've handled it before. We can handle it again. Right. That felt like It was going to take me down, but it didn't. This feels like it's going to take me down, but it's not. And I've been doing my meditations and I've stayed in alignment. Like I'm doing the things I'm allowing myself to rest, even though it's been so fucking hard and triggering for me to rest and not do anything. Like I said, it's, it's triggering like eating disorder because if I can't work out, like what the fuck am I going to do about eating? You know? And it's, I mean, it's bringing everything to the surface and this is what I encourage with you. This is me being vulnerable right now. I'm sorry if I'm oversharing, but like, I've just got to be, I got to be real with y'all because I don't know. It's keeping the shit in the shadow is not serving me. It's not serving y'all. Like the whole reason that I want to have a podcast and talk about these things and TikToks or whatever is because I want y'all to know that I'm going through the same thing. Like it's not, we're all in it together. I'm trying to look and see. Um, oh, because I was going to tell y'all the journal entries that I was doing. I was going to look and see if I could read a couple of them. But um, anyway, the prompt is things that are coming up for me. Like things that I have noticed come up for me. I would just write, let's see. Okay, here I can read this one. I just wrote down like a fear of whatever, fear that my decisions will have a negative impact, whatever. So this is one of them. Fear of, quote, luck running out. 
and that's just one of the things. And then after I said it, it's kind of like automatic writing. And these things were like, what makes you the, I don't know, voices or whoever I was like, right. I just started writing and I said, what makes you think the good things that good things are happening to you because of love and not the rewards of all the hard work and time and dedication that you have put in consistently over the last almost three years. <laughs> okay. So I, and I just make a list of all the things like I'm observing them. It's like, if they come to your brain, building that awareness, that mind awareness will help for sure. But just noticing if something comes up, be like, mm, that's interesting. And then come write it down. So let's see, fear of betting on myself. That's, I talked about that earlier. That's one of the things I write down. Um, I was trying to read ahead and see if I could <laughs> make sure that these are all like safe to read. Um, let's see, every time I tried to be authentic, someone told me I was faking it. That's something that came up. Um, I have a fear that it's not maintainable, fear of being seen, taking up space, fear of not being pretty. Uh, note under, it feels risky to be, quote, ugly, also feels risky to be too pretty. <laughs> I made a TikTok about that that was like, yeah, this is what it's like to be a woman. Um, feel less valuable when I don't quote, look pretty programming of the patriarchy I know my value doesn't lie in my looks but that's the currency society is using um and they're just all I just, I just kept writing like all these things that were coming up because I'll notice it and I don't have to like fix it I don't have to have an answer I don't have to do anything with it just writing it down kind of seems to take away some of the power that it has. And then I can kind of come back to it and be like, oh, duh, that's what this is. Because when I wrote down like fear of hospitals and stuff, because right before that um, doctor's appointment, I was going to cancel. I was like, I don't like, this is the part where I just don't go take care of myself because why? Like, why am I doing this? You know? And I ended up going and I, like I said, I said, I didn't get anything out of the ER visit, but really when I was telling myself that I was like, that's just your negative outlook because you didn't like walk out of there you know walking like you were <laughs> so you're just upset about that and yeah of course there was a lot of pain in the ass like red tape and things but I mean realistically I got crutches I've got time off work I've got my knee up I'm doing all the things that I can do icing it relaxing resting and then in the middle of that I was looking at it honestly as a moment of like okay well while you're down rest obviously don't get me wrong I've slept for the last three days in like a depression coma of not because I can't sleep in the bed because my fucking knee so I have to sleep in the recliner and I basically just sit in the living room and then sleep in the living room and it's been anyway it's been things got dark okay but now when I woke up this morning I kind of shifted my perspective because I gave myself time to wallow but you can't get stuck in it right so I was like all right it's time I put pants on that was a really good step number one I took a shower yesterday I was like, all right, that's good enough for the day. <laughs> and today I put pants on and I'm recording, I'm posting um, like TikToks and stuff. And realistically, even in between me resting and being like stressy and depressy, I was still taking a lot of notes and journaling a lot of things and processing a lot of emotions. And I mean, I'm, I've been using my time wisely. Like I can't, if I can't work, I need to do something while I'm here and even watching different movies, like kind of researching. Cause you know, that's what they said on my masterclass, but you need to be watching a ton of movies. They're like, it's the most fun homework to be 
a writer because you just get to research from watching a bunch of shows and movies. So that's what I've been doing. And I can tell the difference um, between me binging like New Amsterdam was not part of the homework. That was just like <laughs> its own issue. But going through other movies that I hadn't seen and kind of studying um, different things has been fun for me. So like I'm using it as like, okay, well, you literally can't do anything else. Like you can't get up. So you have no excuses to be like, you know, oh, I could be doing something else because you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't, you got to sit here and process your feelings as they come up. And then in between that, you can do things to build you know, the podcast or the online business or whatever and working on those things because they can't keep me down. You hear me? I won't be stopped. I keep saying that and I feel like it's a threat to the universe every time. I, I should have learned my lesson after I said, nothing's going to stop me from South Carolina, which I mean, shit, you know what? Like we still got what, four days? <sighs> four, yeah, <laughs> you know, miracles happen every day, whatever. But for the most part, like, I wanted to tell y'all about the money block because y'all heard me talk about it. Like the, I've got money to take time. I went and I put money on my savings account. I've got money. I paid off extra on my um, loan from that I consolidated into the bank. Like I paid off an extra like 300 something dollars from there. Like I've, I saved up and I made, I made good, smart decisions. So like everything's fine and it really is working out. I just have to keep telling myself, like, I am not my injury and things are going to get back to the way they were. Or, I mean, if they don't, I'll adjust then too. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is like letting go and surrender is such a big lesson. You hear me talk about it on here all the time, but I'm just, I have to surrender. And of course there will be another time, probably in the next 10 minutes where I'm like, fuck this, I don't want to surrender. Like, and my brain goes to different ways for me to control. Um, but I just have to continue to release that and allow that to, kind of melt away, you know, and that's one of the things that that money block thing did for me with finances is it kind of made me feel like neutral and, you know, the money's been there. Like when I needed money, it showed up and I'm, I'm trusting that that's not going to stop happening just because I hurt my knee, you know, like that's really what it is. But in my mind, it's like fucking trauma coming up about, you know, being postpartum, not being able to work and like not being able to put food on the table for us, like fears of all those things coming up. So like, I am giving it the attention that it needs and not pushing it away and resisting those urges of like, you know, we're going to die. Those thoughts, not urges, but intrusive thoughts was the thing I was looking for. Um, but also acknowledging that like, that it, I know it feels that way, but you know, is this a fact or is this a feeling? I keep asking myself that. So like, yes, it feels like that time that you had a C-section and then couldn't work for a really long time and that y'all were really afraid that you were going to lose the house and that you were really afraid you weren't going to be able to feed your kid, but it worked out then and it's going to work out now. And those are two different times, right? So like putting separation between the past experience that is coming up for you right now and what's actually going on right now. I'm a completely different person. I'm a completely different person. And thinking, looking back, talking about that Snapchat, thinking about that year ago version of me who was so worried things were gonna work out. I think back now and I'm like, God, there was a year of just beautiful shit that happened to me. Like 
so many good things happened after that. And I know that that's what's going to be happening after this too. I'm going to look back on it and be like, I thought that that was going to be the end of me. And it wasn't. And it's okay that I felt that way because it kind of looked that way. But anchoring yourself into the faith that's on the other side of wherever it's coming from, you know, <laughs> staying anchored in that vision of like everything is still working out because that that download that I got that message that I received in my meditation was even if it doesn't look like it everything is working out for your highest and best like even if it doesn't even when it doesn't look like it things are working out for your best and I just kept hearing it over and over again and that's what it feels like now even when it doesn't look like it because it doesn't look like it right but I use this story and then I'll stop talking. Um, I use this story with my kid too, of you can't walk into the middle of something happening and think that it's bad because let's say, uh, let's use the you know, surgery, heart surgery. You walk in in the middle of a surgery and you're screaming at the doctor because there's blood everywhere and his chest is open and you can see his organs. And you're like, what the fuck? You're supposed to be fixing them. And he's like, yeah, I'm not done yet. Like I gotta, I gotta take this heart out first and then we fix it i put it back and then we show it up and then he looks like what you're expecting it to look like but like you need to fucking chill because this is a necessary step and i know what i'm doing because i'm a fucking doctor and also how did you get in my or you know like, obviously i've been watching too much new amsterdam but that's like a visual that i got years ago and i have been applying it ever since especially when i can remember because sometimes you know i'm not at my highest self but like when i'm able to be calm i remind myself like this is just heart surgery it just looks bloody and messy and dangerous but it's not like it's everything's fine it just looks bad for a second but it's temporary and then we're gonna put the heart back in and then everything's gonna work perfectly you just gotta fucking chill like there's nothing you can do in the middle of a heart surgery just relax you're just laying there just relax just chill so again this is me reaffirming to you invest in yourself if there's a course or a class that you've been thinking of or like a teacher or mentor that you think about signing up for this is your sign to do it okay and i'll keep you guys updated on this injury and also you know me turning the fucking healthcare system on its head because that's on my to-do list now <laughs> so i'll keep you guys updated on all of that and uh we'll see you later